Thanks for tuning in. This podcast is intended solely for the purpose of personal growth and not as a replacement for professional psychological support. The views and opinions of the hosts and guests of this show are not meant to be taken as medical advice. It is very important to seek the help of a qualified medical practitioner when making any shifts to psychiatric medication you may be taking, or if you are experiencing extreme psychological distress. Drummer and the Great Mountain, a podcast where we share effective tips and practices for working with adult ADD, ADHD in a natural, effective way without the use of medications. Each episode, join me, your host, Batman Saram, along with the author of The Drummer and the Great Mountain, Michael Joseph Ferguson. Join Michael and myself in an interactive discussion of sharing our stories as we journey together in transforming what can be the gift of being what we call hunter types. This podcast is intended to be your audio companion to the book written by Michael, who joins me each episode where we both will strive to foster dialogue, give you our personal insights, and share both of our experiences on this similar path that we are all on. Our intention and hope is that along with the book, this podcast gives you an additional perspective as you listen to us delve deeper into each chapter of the book to give you even more tools to go along with what it is that you are reading. Visit us at drummerandthegreatmountain.com to purchase the book and look for more tools, tips, and updates, as well as giving us feedback on this podcast. Join our growing global community of creative types, entrepreneurs, and out-of-the-box thinkers on our shared journey. Welcome to the Drummer in the Great Mountain podcast. Good morning, friends. Welcome to the Drummer in the Great Mountain. Your host, Batman Saram, here with you always. And welcome to another episode. Today's topic, very excited about this one. Uh, today's topic title is Overcoming Disappointment and then Getting Back Up Again. It's something we haven't really focused on specifically yet. And so looking forward to having this discussion with the author of the Drummer in the Great Mountain, my good friend, Michael Ferguson. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How, How are, are you? you? Good. This is good. This is good. You know, you and I uh, hit hit a stride a long time ago in this project of um, just kind of feeling the vibe of what it is our, our topics should be, especially once we kind of finished covering the book. And, and, and I have to say, humbly speaking, I feel like we've been we've been kind of dead on with with how we've chosen to to, to do this and. Every week it seems like I'm saying the topic is perfect, but this really is. Um, the second part of this, the getting back up again, um, we've always been transparent on the show. You know as, as a good friend, dear friend of mine, that's where I am in my life right now. I am trying to get up after four months from um, being out of routine for many different reasons, um, and that's where I am. So I'm literally personally excited about this topic, but... Tell me, uh, tell me more about it. Tell me your thoughts and, and, and how this affects hunter types. Yeah, well, this is a big one. And I think this is, you know, to zoom out, this is how um, when it, hunter type or not, I mean, just to, to clarify here, I mean, we're all we're not very different from the rest of the population in many ways. So this is this is common for anyone who goes through and wants to make that feels a sense of inspiration and wants to make some life changes. Um, the it, disappointments is part of life, but it's often the thing that we're least prepared for, I think in life. And so we, we kind of move forward as if it doesn't happen. And when it does, we're like, Oh my gosh, how, I can't believe that things didn't work out exactly the way I had planned. It makes no sense. But in, kind of our emotional brains, the, our emotional self 
takes things very seriously and when things don't go the way we planned, it really knocks us off. And so I think just looking straight into what is disappointment and you know why it is part of the process of of any form of life transformation making changes in your life it has to be one of the factors in in moving forward with your life if you don't understand how to work with disappointment you know it's like how are you going to make it through the world and so in many of us you know we all know this like i'm reminding myself this but it's important i think it's at times to just look at it and go okay what is disappointment how does this affect me how is this part of the journey that I'm on and how do I then write myself again after things didn't go my way, things didn't go the way I intended so that I can actually keep moving again. And I, and so in moving forward, I've referenced, referenced him quite a bit uh, and he was a great inspiration for the book uh, is Michael Mead, who um, has done a lot of really amazing work, especially with uh, at-risk teens. He's also a big uh, proponent of the men's movement in terms of if people aren't familiar with that, that sounds like a very, uh, masculine oriented uh, anti-feminist thing but it's actually not it's like he's very much into empowering men to, to reconnect with themselves so that they can actually really show up and be compassionate empathic people in the world uh, and you know the same holds true for women's movement and people like women getting together and discussing things just because this is what we did as tribes from for generations and generations Anyway, Michael Mead uh, had a quote where he – and I'm paraphrasing. He said that when we enter the world, like our soul expects certain appointments, and when they don't happen, we become disappointed. And th just thinking it from that bigger perspective, like that's a serious thing. That's not a small thing. Like when something happens, when this deep part of you wants and feels connected to a certain vision or person and things don't go the way we expect, uh, it's extremely painful. And again, if you're trying to then – go into this next phase of your life and you're, you you maybe like set some intentions for yourself in terms of what you want to do with your health um and and then you fall off the, like you do, it doesn't go the way you planned and you 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 fell off the wagon and you feel like oh the tendency especially with hunter types is to go well forget it then mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and this is what i've coached people like it's the one thing and i know i've got it and I know it's something I've really had to work on, and I and I definitely know that this is something can that can be transformed because I know I've done it. Um, that this tendency that I, and it's connected with this thing with hunter types of of perfectionism and like in mastering something, and it's it but it it gets distorted, and so when you're working on something and you're trying like okay, you say I'm going to run three times this week, and you know, you're an emo You have this. You're a very complicated system of you know interrelations between you and other people, you and your own self, and so things go wrong in that system. We're not perfect, and so and then there's like, well, screw it then. Why should I do this? And like, I, I didn't do it for two weeks, therefore, why should I keep going? Which makes no sense. But to hundred types, it makes total sense. They're like, <laughs> oh yeah, there's no. Why should why should I keep doing this? Because I didn't do it perfect. Well, that makes. That that's the Absolutely wiring. No That's the wiring yeah. that you've always talked about, though. It, yeah. it, 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 so this is the paradox. It makes sense to us when we're in an untransformed and especially a vulnerable state. Yeah. That's why it makes sense. I'm going through this right now because I'm officially off the wagon with my eating. I had my reasons. Family member got sick. I was 20 days in the hospital instead of being at the gym every day. I'm not at the gym. Now my body is asking for the bad things instead of the good things. Ba, 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 ba. Well, turn around. It's freaking April. We are in the beginnings of April. It has now been over three and a half months and I am struggling. And the only reason actually, this is the paradox. The only reason I'm struggling to get back to where I was is because where I was to me, the way I framed it, hunter type wiring was perfection. I was perfect. I was great. I dropped all this weight. Doctor said, your health is amazing. Keep it up. Everybody was just so supportive and there was so much positive feedback coming back, right? So there's that. It's like now I've disappointed those people in my hunter perfectionist mind. 
Uh, I was down to medium-sized clothes. I have not been a medium since I was probably a kid. No, not probably. I was. I was always large and X-large. I was a medium as a a 41-year-old man. I was excited. Those medium clothes don't fit anymore. And every morning when I go to work and I put on those that medium shirt and now it doesn't fit or it's too tight to wear to even fake it through, you would think that that would inspire to say, well, Let's go take today and get back to where we were. Instead, by the time I get in the car, I'm in effort mode. I'm in absolute effort mode because to me, I, I think this is the perfectionism, is that we are such – our wiring makes us – is what makes us so charismatic is because we're such – we have so, some hunter types. I know you said some hunter types are more reserved. Yeah. But a lot of hunter types are charismatic, outgoing, passionate people. And it's this personality type that also makes us be so passionate and over the edge about everything, that passion in life that we have, that when it comes to disappointment, we don't process it well. And and, and all it tells me, and we've talked about this this, this past couple of weeks, actually the past couple of months, because you know what's going on in my life, is it's about one step at a time. It's, it's, and, and, and now I'm, I, it's a do as I say, not as I do. I gave, um, our listeners a couple months ago, I remember on a podcast, an old Buddhist saying that was translated to me that I, I should be practicing, which is, you know, you're not out for the count. It's only an eight count. You know, it, it's, it's, and this is not the translation. This is the paraphrasing, but it's basically like, you're not done till you're done. So get up every day, take every day as a new chance to do something. And, and that's where I am. So this, this wiring is, is what, what makes us like this, I think. So, and this is, so that you, what you just shared is really important because I think this, is, this cycle is common for just about everyone that I've ever worked with, including myself. Like mm-hmm. These cycles can go long cycles, but what happens is over time, you're different now. Like your mindfulness is different. Your awareness of what's causing it is different. And so this practice of like kind of going through, getting on the way and get off the way, this is, that's part of it. And this is the thing that I think most people don't hear enough of because we live, uh, there's so much, especially now, I think a lot of self-help, personal growth stuff. It's like, you can do it, you can do it, which is great. And it gets you up and it gets you inspired. But what they don't say or what's not addressed enough is it's really common and most likely part of the process of falling off and getting back on again. So what we're going to discuss today is just what can be done in terms of you're in that space. You're going to have that space come up over and over again at this point. That's just life. So, uh, Things to think about are when, like, if you if you get into if you you know have a relationship that falls apart or whatever, you have to find a way to be present with that experience, feel whatever the feelings are that are, that are connected with that disappointment instead of stuffing it, and that's a key piece. And and we'll go into further points uh as we go into strategies towards the end of this but i do i do want to make one point on something you said that i think is very important and and as always you said something that sparked something in me that i think is is important for people in our community who share these feelings these experiences and that's all these are it's all to use the old cliche it's all a journey i know it's it's cliche and it's a hyperbole but it's true my wife actually pointed out, I swear to you, 10 minutes before we got on the air here this morning, because I was, I was kind of uh, venting a little bit about this exact point, about this exact point of, uh, look, I'm you know, back to being a fat slob and this and that. She said, time out. You're not. You're way, way, still, as much as you feel like you've let off, you're still way different. She goes, I've observed the way you've eaten every day. You are not back to eating the way you were before. You've let some yeah. things go. But she goes, you have to. You have to keep in mind, and it's what you said, Michael, that you've learned. You have progressed forward. And the very awareness, because you've mentioned this before, the very awareness that, hey, I'm off the wagon, the very awareness that I got to get back to, that right there, and I'm not complimenting myself. I'm trying to be an inspiration to those out there who may be going through, through, through this is if you're aware that something's off, think about times when you weren't aware. And actually, these cycles that you talk about, be – Try to go back to a time where the cycle went so long. Maybe it went a year before you realized, uh-oh, there's a problem. Look at me now. I've realized there was a problem two months ago. So I, you know, give you, I guess it's about giving yourself some credit, maybe taking a little bit of pressure off yourself. 
Yeah, and also knowing, you know, knowing where you're at, like I know that like you're in a different space. Like you're, you know, the things that you're, you may not be doing it to the degree and perfection that you want, but I know that you're, you're at a different place. Yes. So that like, and this is the thing, but reminding ourselves of this is part of the process. And again, we'll, we'll go into that. Yes. What, so we've talked about this before. I'll say it again. Um, the why bother tendency is something that all hunter types need to be really mindful of the effort i didn't do it right so i should just stop like Mm -hmm. so that tendency you may have it for your whole life so you have to kind of look at that monster and go okay right this is me like i didn't accomplish the thing in the way that i wanted to accomplish i disappointed myself i'm trying to quit smoking and then i went back so screw it why should i ever start try get back on again that makes no sense so this tendency is something that that you share with Almost every, I'm sure everyone listening to this podcast is a hunter type. So understanding that uh, you, you you don't have to midstream of whatever you're working on if you didn't do it perfect to stop and start over again, which is I've I've seen that with people, with uh, clients that that are trying to diet or trying to lose weight. They're on a they're on a program. They slip up and they go, oh, forget it. And now I got to start over. And I'm like, no, no, you're just keep moving forward. Just, just which is such moving. an artist thing, isn't it? And I'm, and I know yeah. we've already we've said that not every hunter type is necessarily an artist, but we know that a lot of us are in some way. I don't care what how you define an artist, but that also speaks so much to the artist spirit. You know that you hear about yeah. some painter that's been locked up in his basement for a year working on something, and you ask them why, and they're like. Well, look at these other ones. I have to start over. And you look at those pieces of work and you're like, what do you mean you have to start over? Those three could go into a museum right now. <laughs> yes, that's it. And, and you know, this tendency, depending on where it's being focused, has it some gifts. I mean, the, the, the story about um, he, uh, not Hemingway, um, Steinbeck writing The Grapes of Wrath, he wrote the whole thing and decided it wasn't honest enough and and, and destroyed it and start over to the to the dismay of his publisher who was waiting for it and then he wrote the greatest wrath and it's you know it's right the great... it was it wasn't a bad book from what i remember it wasn't wasn't no, too no. bad yeah it was average it was, it was classic. Just, just there um and so one other point i think it's really important mm-hmm. to note is that when we when we have a disappointment or we fail at some we feel we fail at something and it's painful and we've told, you know, it's maybe something like a project that we were working on and people, it was very public, like people like, oh, he blew it. Like whatever it is for you, there's that pain creates fear of starting, starting over again, whether it's a relationship or a project or whatever. And again, this is something that when bringing awareness to whatever the disappointment is, releasing some of that so you can start over. And fear is part of life too. Like, you know, this stuff isn't easy. Like this is why people will just pop a pill and go, oh, this is how I'm going to treat my ADD, which is fine. There's no problem with that, but life still happens. And these are still parts of life that you're going to have to deal with regardless. So this, this is why, you know, this is work as a, as a human being and not just as a hunter. Mm. So I think, you know, let's, let's go into strategy. Sure. Um, so, Again, if I would encourage listeners, if you have the book, the uh, Navigating Emotions chapter covers a lot of this, but I'm going to try to go, we'll go through some of the, um, the, the key points here. So the first thing in, in terms of let's start with the why bother syndrome, like screw it, I, I blew it, therefore I'm just going to stop and give up. So to transform that tendency, it, the awareness is the key. So starting with recognizing the pattern, when you see yourself in that place where you, you like, say you set aside, I'm going to exercise three times this week and I exercise once. And then at the end of the week, you're like, screw it. And then I'm just going to eat and do whatever. Okay. So bring awareness. If you're eating and you're stuffing this experience, I am now eating and I'm aware that I'm eating because I'm disappointed. Start there. Just bring, bring awareness to it. You don't even have to stop the, the, potentially self-destructive behavior you should just be like i am aware in this moment that i'm feeling disappointed and therefore this is what i'm doing but the but the magic but the magic of this exercise though the magic of what you're talking about when practiced is that 
So it, it's a paradigm shift where if you actually are just trying to stop those moments from happening, it probably never will. And you're just going to wind up to be disappointed. Those moments of gluttony, let's call it in this case with food, as you're describing. But as you're doing it, if, if, if in a little awareness comes, a little light bulb comes on that, hey, I know what I am feeding myself right now. I know is not something I would normally eat. I know with the with the um, with the techniques you described in navigating emotions, it brings about this awareness of, hey, I know it's not something. I know how it's going to make me feel afterwards. If you let a few of these things in, if you're at a place where with your morning meditations and all that, you've opened yourself up to this awareness, you might magically notice, be like, wow, I only ate half of that wow, you know, I actually stopped and switched to the salad or what it, whatever it may be. Um, so it, it, it's very much, if, if you're actually trying to stop the thing, it's not about stopping the thing because there that's where you might find yourself getting self-defeated over and over. It's about thinking about what you're doing in this awareness and then the result is actually what you started out to do, which is not putting that in your mouth. Yeah, exactly. And and again, you know, awareness is what shifts everything. If you bring awareness to whatever the pattern is, eventually it will start to shift on its own because you're kind of plugging into your unconscious and and there's all these other things underneath that. There's there's a lot of times there's like a kid, there's like a little kid that's like I blew it. I, you know, I tear like just screw it. I'm just I don't care anymore. And you're trying to stuff the feeling of whatever that that emotional uh piece that's coming up is. Uh, so what's important, I think, in when you're conscious of this pattern, as I mentioned before, is just look at it for a second and go, okay, I didn't show up the way I expected to show up. Um, but does it make any sense to just stop? That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Like, why would I stop? Like, like wh- how is this pattern actually helping me? Because clearly getting back up again is the most practical step forward. So again, emotionally, our emotional body doesn't understand those pieces. But when you bring awareness to what's happening in the moment, it can help kind of diffuse that energy of whatever that thing is. It's catching you and going, oh, okay, I blew it. It's This is emotionally painful. I need to just, you know, somehow have an action that calms that emotional piece. But if you have enough awareness in your life, and this is where like a a regular meditation practice is helpful or, or just planning to go out for a walk and just thinking like if you can create those little spaces in your life during each day, um, you start to have more spaciousness around some of these pieces so that when things like, oh, I just blew it, and you start to, to go into these unconscious patterns, if you have in place certain activities, and again, it could just be like a pleasurable, I'm going to go for a walk once a day. Like if that little piece is in place, then that little piece actually has can have a huge impact on all these other things that start to arise in your life. So again, creating spaciousness, creating times where you can reflect is so important and, and having those spaces be pleasurable. Like, so if you are, that's why I really encourage people if they're doing exercise to exercise outdoors, uh, because sometimes you're not going to want to exercise. And so you can at least enjoy being outdoors and have that be part of your mindfulness practice. Um, and then again, you know, dealing with setbacks is part of life. Like you're never, it's never going to be perfect. You need to expect that if you're making a, if you're doing some life visioning exercise and you're like, okay, I'm going to do this. You got to expect that you're made, you're, there's going to be weeks where you're going to totally blow it. And that's part of the process. And part of the win from that experience is getting back up again. So if you think of what the challenge is in the situation where you've like blown it and you're, you're, you're on the ground, you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. I, I messed up and therefore I, I, I suck. And it, like your challenge is not to get back to the routine. Your challenge is to just get back up and do one thing. Like don't try to get back to the whole routine. Try to say like, okay, I blew it. I'm going to sit. I'm going to try to just go running tomorrow. That'll be like my first goal. Forget about like doing it three times, like just tomorrow. And then that becomes, you can start building off that. And as you become, and I think this is the, the piece that I found personally was what was transforming for me was 
softening my relationship with myself where I was hmm. softer. Like now it's like, I feel like I have more compassion for myself and actually I get way more done. And you'd think it would be the opposite. You think, Oh, I'm just going to be really soft on myself. But actually it's the opposite. Like I, if I, if I do something and I mess up, like, I don't have that internal dialogue that's like, you're terrible, you blew it, which I did have for a long time. But that internal dialogue is actually what causes the most challenge. And so when you're self-accepting and you're like, oh, I blew it, but that's okay. Take a breath. All right, I'm going to get back up. Like If you treat yourself like you would treat your child or you would treat someone else, like you, you know, oftentimes we have way more compassion for other people than we do for ourselves. And so I would say then as if you're trying to shift specifically the tendency of like, screw it, uh, I blew it, so I'm, I'm just giving up. Part of what you need to work on is self-acceptance and having a positive inner dialogue around when you, you quote unquote screw up. You know, if we could, you, you, I, I've been silent for the past couple of minutes because you've been on such a great great role and the vibe and, and where you're coming from on this is so important and I, and I was really I was really listening but one thing I think is important is there were so many gems in what you just said for those of you listening right now you know if you're in a car maybe this is tough but if you're at work or if you're listening to this if you could and, and I'm not trying to be Oprah I'm not trying to be anything I'm not I, I swear to you I've always been genuine and transparent I want you to just take the next 15 seconds. I feel like what Michael said deserves a timeout. Those words, be a little bit softer with yourself. Think about that. Close your eyes. Be a little bit more gentle with yourself. Promise yourself right now. If you're going through this, if you're in an effort mode right now, if you're and that effort mode may may manifest itself in different ways for what you're going through right now. You're off the wagon of your exercise. You're off the wagon of your eating. You're off the wagon of some self-destructive behavior that you know, you know it's not what you should be doing. That 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 the moral. It's not about the morals. It's about it's about you. Try this. Try in the next five seconds here to close your eyes and be a little gentler with yourself. Just try it. And then and then and then in this moment when you've done this, the next time you're about to approach that thing that you know is not for you, try it again. Close your eyes. Be gentle with yourself and say, What I'm about to do is because I'm I've been too hard on myself to say that I fell off, therefore I might as well just stay off. And by the way, a lot of what you say, Michael, is it's not to play psychologist, although I did almost get a master's in psychology. <laughs> Before I was, hmm. maybe if I was a transformed hunter type, then I would have followed through. But, and and just having been through the life experiences I've been through, I feel like the things that some of us have been through kind of make us ad hoc psychologists in a way. And and I say that, you know, with, with a little bit, bit of humor, obviously. But for some of our hunter types, we've actually had guests on here who've talked about this. You know, this gets, what you're talking about is a little bit of the self-worth thing. And for some of our hunter types, maybe not all, but I have a theory about a lot of hunter types, they've been through something traumatic in their life that is very personal. And what I mean is either having something said to them over and over or done to them over and over that makes their self-worth zero. And so you shift, you go on a self-realization path, you pick up Michael's book and you're listening to our podcast and you're doing great and you're doing good and all of a sudden you fall off for a little bit. Those old demons come up. Awareness, my friends. Awareness that it is no longer that person that's being bullied, being told they're not good enough or they're fat or they don't sound like other people or whatever it is you've been through. It's about taking that moment and just being gentler with yourself. So I just thought that was important. That's uh, excellent. That's exactly I don't have anything to say. That's well put. And I think that's where most of us get it. And in and, and some of, you know, in, in some people, there's the people that aren't listening to this podcast because they had the benefit of having really supportive, like a supportive energy around how they are and how their, their tendencies are. And they don't have a lot of these, like that inner dialogue is strongly like, so the, it is possible to be a hunter type 
and just really lean on the strengths of it and develop systems and things around your life that, that support it and move you forward. So what you said was very accurate. Most people have adopted these really harsh inner dialogues because of the culture, because of school, because of family. And um, it is unfortunate, but it is something that we need to then, as we get older and we become aware of it, to untie. Uh, and I would encourage, we can't cover it all in the session, but I would encourage you to pick up the book, go through the uh, Navigating Emotions chapter, go through the exercises, because so many of these, the exercises in the book can address specifically how to soften your relationship with yourself so that you can more easily get back up again after a disappointment. Mm -hmm. um, going into disappointments then, uh, just in terms of strategies over just like when you experience disappointment, uh, depending on the severity of it, whether it's something like it was a project or it's a person that dies or whatever, grief, our culture doesn't understand what grief is. Grief to us sounds like, oh, I'm sad or whatever. Grief is the process of untying yourself from traumatic emotional experiences. And it doesn't mean necessarily just like crying, and, but if you've ever gone through any form of intense release, you'll, you, you'll know that like it does shift the experience of whatever that is, whether it was a person or a project, and it releases you from the emotional connection to it so you can move on and go to the next piece so uh, it's really important and we'll go through an exercise at the end of like what you can do as far as examining some of the big disappointments in your life because they tend to block energy to not get too woo-woo about it but I've noticed personally that when I've gone through and released traumatic experiences, talked them through, felt some kind of catharsis around it. It relieved the, the, that pressure and energy that was stuck in that experience. And I, everyone's got them. And it's valuable if you have the space in your life to go through and do some self-examination of those disappointments, what's been kind of keeping your energy stuck, what's keeping you afraid of going to the next step. Um, that's really important personal growth work, and it really pays off. Mm -hmm. And our and again, our culture doesn't really understand what that's about. And, and oftentimes, it's kind of grief is connected with people think, oh, well, that's depression. But that depression, and I'll, I'm going to phrase it in, in this particular form, like when you have a depression based on an ex, like a traumatic experience or a loss or a disappointment, like a bigger disappointment, um, that's a numbness. If, you, if you're in it and you know you're in it, it's not sadness. You're mm -hmm. not actually feeling the feeling. Right. You're, you're stuffing it. You're, 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 you're flat. And so that's depression. Like, I don't want to get up, blah, blah, blah. But you're not actually feeling because if you feel the experience of whatever's going on, you're alive. And you feel it and you move it through you. And it's better to feel it. And, but it's painful. And that's why people push it away and they think, oh, okay, I can't. Because don't, you don't want to go through the pain because there's, that's a self-defense mechanism and that's fine. But you – have to get to a place with with the exercises in the book and just general self-realization that there are times where you have to prepare yourself to go through the pain and get it out so that it can be yeah. be gotten and I love this 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 um separation you're giving between grief and depression it's so important ladies and gentlemen of the hunter community this is very very important because you know, depression, I picture when you were talking about the numbness is, believe me, I've been through this in my life, is sitting on the couch, watching TV, stuffing yourself with food, and just you are, you're numb. You're kind of close to yeah. just not existing. You're not close yeah. to being alive. Grief and the process of going through grief is getting yeah. this out. And Michael said some a very important word. You are alive when you're grieving. You are getting it out. You are living. You are processing very different than depression. Do the grieving so that you can move on. I think that's key. Yeah. And, and again, easier said than done. And each person has got their own method of going through it. And this is where like a, a counselor or a therapist can be really helpful in those times of transition or times where you like, okay, I want to kind of 
go through and ex- like go and really examine this and having someone else hold space is really helpful. So if you have insurance and you have a, a you know go to a psychologist is what I always recommend. Uh, unfortunately, psychiatrists are often not always. There's a lot of great ones out there, but they're often like, oh well, you know, here's some pills that you right. want probably want to take as well. And I can tell you, I've spent a lot of time, you know, going to to good therapists and a good therapist can make all the difference in the world. So highly recommended. Absolutely. You can like tap into some of those places. And sometimes it's, it's hard to do it on our own, having the support of someone else, exploring some of those, those places. And I, and I want to make an important point here. There's a difference between that kind of depression where some, like you've had disappointments and it's emotional and it's connected to things that got stuck and in clinical depression that has to do with serotonin that has to do with the biochemical aspect of it that's different and and it's sometimes hard to tease us apart because we have both everyone has disappointments and when you're in that depressive state that's biochemical it's going to attach to those things so it's a it's a kind of a sticky game and so this is where coming back like everything we've talked about on previous episodes on terms of diet and brain chemistry those all are very important to so you actually can differentiate because mm-hmm. if you're taking care of your your yourself through exercise and diet then you you know the emotional stuff will become apparent like okay this didn't go away that's still there i still need to actually go and, and look at that but at least you've you've kind of your brain is functioning in a way that's that's I don't want to say normalized, but like you're you're feeling your your overall sense of well being is is pretty solid. And if I could, let me take us now to we we've gone through some really important points in just analyzing what that's this feeling of uh, disappointment is this this effort why bother tendency. We've we've mentioned some strategies, but get us. I think this is a good time to. I think we've built this up enough to for those listening now, for someone that's going through this right now, what can they do? What's what's the good exercise you can give somebody? Yeah, so this is the the exercise that I, I'm offering to the community today in terms of this. I think what what would be helpful if if this is resonating with you. So you know, every podcast we're putting these out there. If this is actually resonating with you, like that's it. That's where I'm stuck. Here's the exercise. I would suggest getting outside. Go to go with take a piece of paper. You know, try to write it out if you can. It might be good to just get outdoors. Um, get some place where you can just be quiet, alone, private. Go for a hike. Go just go out on your patio, whatever. Write out the the disappointments in your life that are most alive in you in this moment. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, oh, there's this, this, and this, I know those are really still hanging out and affecting me and keeping me from moving forward. Bullet those out, like this experience, this experience, this experience, just write them out. And then spend a little time examining them one by one. Like start with, you know, start with the first one and say, what did I learn from that experience? Start there. Like, what did that experience teach me? Like, what did I learn that I can do differently next time? And sometimes they're, they're, you know, sometimes it's just painful and you're like, I don't know what I got learned from that. So see if you can examine like what you could do, what you've learned from that experience that it taught you that then you can then move to the next phase and go back into life again with, with some wisdom from based on that experience. Um, the next thing is, did you adequately grieve? that experience did you adequately go in and actually feel the pain of whatever that was and you will usually feel it in your body in terms of anger or or, or tears or whatever it is like you're gonna feel it and 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 if you're gonna go into this exercise and you're serious about it more than likely you will have things come up and you'll be like oh god you know that really you know like that i'm still angry about that like good like you've got the energy you're feeling it again this is a good time to then examine like what can you do what was what could you you have said differently what you know examine the experience and like see if you can unravel it and and untie it and go okay well what like let that let that and sometimes it's just feeling it just like god i can't believe you know like go through that experience because sometimes that then can lead you into a space where you've, you've released it and you can move on and sometimes anger is a great energy 
to move you to the next phase. Oh, yeah. I mean, so many people have told me, like, that, and I know, like, spite or, like, you know, screw that teacher. I'm going to prove them wrong. Oh, yeah. Like, from second grade. Like, you know, use it. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Use that energy to move you to the next piece. I, I remember, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Margaret Mead. Uh, she she would say that she would keep in her drawer a, uh, a all the letters of people that wrote her like like hate mail, and she she was you know a powerful social activist. And she whenever she needed energy for like doing something, she open this drawer and read something, get really angry. And go. <laughs> I use it. I've mentioned this before, but I'll get more specific since we've opened, opened this up. You know, when I do, when I was regular with it, I'm saying that, you know, tongue in cheek because I'm in a phase where I'm trying to get back to the routine. But when I do manage to make it to the gym, my form of exercise is swimming. I used to swim a mile a day, about three times a week. And that really changed my life exercise wise. And that's a lot. That's a lot of a lot of calorie burning, a lot of endorphins firing, and it was great. And I'm trying to get back to that place after this small hiccup. Long story short, you know, I, I hinted to this before, but now I'll get specific. When I'm on fire, when I'm the transformed hunter type and I'm there, my Monday, Wednesday, Friday routine is on at the pool in the gym. My routine, I'm not kidding you, my routine is that um I go in the locker room and I change and there's a mirror that's right there by the locker. I use the same locker every time, or at least I try to. And I look in that mirror and although I'm believe me far from perfect, but I, I actually revert myself back to the place I was when I was a kid, when I was severely obese and overweight. I mean, when I look back on pictures, it's actually very sad to me how out of control I was. And I look at that and I, and I take myself back and first of all, make a comparison to how different I am. But, I literally look in that mirror and I speak to the one or two bullies, I won't mention any names, that picked on me for that. And I'm telling you, I, I feel like I know how some people feel before they, they get in the boxing ring. I get so much energy from that because I, yeah. what I say is I'm about to get in the pool and if you were here right now, I would outswim you and I would embarrass <laughs> you in front of everybody because you used to call me slow and fat. I literally do. This is something I do. So you opened it up. So I'm just sharing for people that, no, you're not yeah. crazy. Use this method. This is this is called yeah. inspiration. I don't know if you should say the words out loud because people in the locker room might think you're a little yeah, off. Right. That's a whole different <laughs> story. But to yourself internally, use these kinds of techniques. That's that's great. I love it. I love it. And, and so the last step of the exercise would be then after you've gone through, you've listed these disappointments, you've felt them adequately, you've identified what you've learned from those experiences. The next step would be like, what are, what are your next steps? What would you do next time in this scenario? Like, what has it taught you? And then what are you going to do about it? And then now, like in this moment, what are your, what are your next steps? Because if you've done this work adequately, it will give you insights. You, you will naturally release some energy caught up in, in those experiences and you'll get it just by nature of you bringing awareness to it. Things will come to you. And again, it's, there's, there's sort of a magical element to when you do personal growth work. And, and it's so subjective that only you will know. But you, my experience has been when you do this kind of work, it re, like the payoff is so big mm -hmm. that it's so worth it. And it's also really painful. And depending on how deep and painful the loss was, you know, this is, this is, and then at some point, if, if this is really heavy for you, when you go into this and you're like, Oh, like I can't even go there. Find a therapist. Yep. That's your cue that like, this is beyond your ability in this moment. And your next step is to find a good therapist and sit down with them. You have clearly some things that you know you want to work on, and you you can you can be empowered by like this idea that I think it's pretty much hopefully gone out of the cultural psyche that somehow you're crazy if you're going to a therapist. Hopefully, it's gone because like that is this is a gift to you that another person is giving you to help you untie some things so you have more energy and more vitality so you can move into the world, make these next changes, and again and again. Going back to the beginning, it's never going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. You're going to set up plans, and they're not going to go the way you expect. And then you, all you have to do is keep coming back, coming back, coming back. What's the next step? What's the next step? Okay, I blew it. Great. How do I? What, what am I going to do next week? Okay, I'm going to say at least 
you know, I'm going to make sure I'm going to get this exercise in. I'm going to plan to do X, Y, and Z on this project, whatever it is. And be and the be, process of coming back over and over and over again is what will change your life, and not these long-term, huge, massive, monolithic plans that you have about your life. It's the little stuff. You can have the the big map for like, here's where I want to go, but the majority of your life is going to be here's the next step, here's the next step, here's the next step. And be proud of those moments when you do get back up. I want to emphasize that of that. Hey. I did go down for eight. Hey, I went down for nine. I was almost down for 10, but no, I'm back up. Revere in that. Use that, that you can do this. And remember, it's okay. You might go down a lot of times for five, for six, using boxing terminology here. I'm not even into boxing. This is just something that's just just a, a meme I use. So, you know, revere in the times that you get back up. And now you just went for your run that week. No, it's not the run you used to do every day. And you know you're not going five times a week yet. But now you did one because you haven't for a while. Revering that in, in the getting back up. I want to summarize because we have to wrap up the exercise. I'm just going to go right through it that Michael just described. And now I'm summarizing it, resetting it. Write out the disappointments that are most alive to you. Examine them one by one. Give each one its space. What did you learn from those experiences? The important one, did you adequately feel and grieve them? That's been a big topic today in moving on is that grieving process. And then finally, write out your next steps and how it can be different next time. And for our listeners out there too, I, you know, we've talked a little bit about it. a good cognitive therapist. I can't highly recommend enough for there was a time in my life, a wonderful cognitive therapist that helped me through a lot of things. That's a really good, and it's just my opinion. It's it's just a very good method, cognitive therapy. And lately I've gotten into, unfortunately, there's not a lot of them out there. You have to find one. You have to make sure the vibe is right and make sure you connect. For my artist friends out there, drama therapy. If you have not heard of this, look it up. Find someone around you that's like, it is something you have to be certified in. So find someone who's certified. Don't just find some actor or actress that says they do it. It's actually some a course they have to go through and, and then there's actually a certification. Drama therapy, if you're an artist, especially, I can't recommend this enough for the grieving process. Drama therapy will, for someone who's going to hold that space, and the ability to bring this out in an artistic way, you're going to feel a little silly at first, but if you actually uh, commit yourself to it, it you will find yourself in such a release mode and you'll feel like a million bucks afterwards. So I just wanted to give that tip out there. Excellent. Excellent. That's, you know, that these are, these are important pieces. And again, <clears throat> some people are listening to this and they're like, ah, oh, it doesn't really connect with me right now. Then that's fine. Like this, this is not like, we put things out there so that mm-hmm. those people that are listening in the audience are like, that's me. That's what I need to work on. And so if that's you, um, hopefully we gave you some really good tips that are going to help you uh, move forward. And again, I mean, I'm not plugging the book, but there's some really good exercises in the navigating uh, emotions chapter that go very deep into what we just discussed that um, you can just go through. They're clearly marked in the book. You can just go through and to go even deeper into some of the points that we mentioned today. Never feel free to plug the book. That's why we're all here. <laughs> we're we're here because of the book. It's all good. Michael, this was a great session today. Thank you so much for your time. Really, really brought a lot of good stuff as you always do to the table, my friend. Thank you so much. Excellent. You as well. I appreciate all your, your reflections. We are a small press. Please help spread the word. Reviews are really helpful. Uh, we've had some amazing reviews on iTunes for the podcast. Uh, good reads for the book. Keep those good reads, um, uh, votes, and uh, reviews coming. Uh, engage. Continue to, I should say, because you guys are so great at this out in the community. Continue to engage with us on Facebook, on Twitter. Uh, Michael M reads all your emails. I get your emails from Michael. We're getting feedback every week. I, I cannot emphasize this enough. As long as we are on the air, which we plan on being for a long time, I cannot tell you what an inspiration is during the week to hear from you out there. I really feel like we're all connected, and when I read something, it gives me inspiration to get in here on an early Saturday morning with Michael and do what we do. Um, Share your ideas on getting the word out. Um, Get this info out to your social workers, your progressive psychologists. Uh, Michael does seminars all the time, so feel free to reach out. And uh, we're going to wrap it up today on this really important topic on overcoming disappointment 
and getting back up again. Hope you find this useful if you are in this space. And if you're not in this space right now and you skip over this, maybe it's something you come back to when you are. So as we always say on the Drummer and the Great Mountain podcast, please take care of yourselves and your health. Be well. <laughs>